Hello, and welcome to the Antioch Fort Worth weekly podcast. At Antioch, our desire is to cultivate a passion for Jesus and his purposes on the earth. To connect with us in community, partner with us through giving, or visit on a Sunday morning, please visit AntiochFortWorth.com. We hope you enjoy this week's sermon from lead pastor Jamie Miller. How's everybody doing? So, joy, shine with joy. I'm remembering that word. That was the first thing I heard this morning was joy, shine with joy. So I don't know who, maybe somebody else needs to hear that too. Joy, shine with joy. In his presence is the fullness of joy. That's what he brings. Life and love and help and grace. And at the right time, joy. Just when we need it. Um, We are uh, doing something that we do. Uh, This is part of our church rhythm for many decades now is to have a couple different little windows of of prayer and fasting as a church. And if you've never done that before, I want to just encourage you to jump in with us. It helps actually to have other people that are doing it at the same time, like where you know, like, uh, because I'm so, I want a Whataburger or I I want all kinds of things that I never think about. I'm just, she's like squinching her nose at me. I, I, don't, I don't, don't know when I had a Whataburger. Uh, but, um, but it helps me to know that I've got brothers and sisters that are also pushing away from the table in order to press into prayer. And so uh, just encourage you to do that. Uh, give it a shot. Experiment. Go all three days with us. Uh, good things happen. Just good stuff happens. And you see a lot of life around here, and a lot of it's because people have been praying and seeking the Lord a bunch for a long time. And so let's jump in. I mean, there's a lot happening in our country right now, a lot of revival fires that are burning. And so I think it's just interesting timing that we had this already planned on the books for us to have morning prayer tomorrow, noon, evening for the next three days, and then going to finish here on Wednesday night with uh, just a night of worship and prayer. So excited about that. Open your Bibles if you would. We're uh, continuing in a series on the, the Gospel of John called Signs and Signposts. We're in John chapter 5 today, but I may read, yeah, I'm going to read another passage first, but so uh, we talked about water to wine at a wedding. We've talked about last week was new life in a new house. And we looked at Nicodemus and John the Baptist and the Samaritan woman and the royal official and his son and getting uh, him healed there. And uh, <clears throat> do I sound like I'm out of breath? Okay, just keep going. All right. <sighs> I don't know why I do that sometimes. Um, I did have a little extra coffee. Um, could be the could be the thing. Just um, so uh, signs and signposts. So so we're seeing signs that John is pointing to that then allow us to be a signpost people that points to Jesus and bears witness to him. And so it's powerful when you think about it. And I, I want to just read this this uh, kind of statement of purpose verse at the end of the gospel in John 20 verses 30 and 31 Jesus performed many other signs in the presence of his disciples which are not recorded in this book but these are written so that you may believe that Jesus Jesus is the Messiah the son of God and that by believing you may have life in his name 
Now, what I want to do right here at the start is to pause and plant a seed in your minds. I want to plant a seed in your mind, and I think if this seed grows, it will, it will uh, be a wonderful thing for your mind. Because, uh, and the seed is this. What if believing, so that they would believe and have life in his name, what if believing and life is about right now? Just planting that seed there. Because so often, the way we hear the gospel, we hear believe, and that's something you did back in there somewhere, and you're saved, and life then gets translated into a place you go after you die. So anybody ever, that's kind of how you understood the gospel. You believe in life. Well, that means you believe in Jesus, receive forgiveness, and you go to heaven when you die. Now, the, the interesting thing is that in John's gospel, you never see that. Actually, you don't see that really in the gospels. Um, yeah, but it's so, it just, it's a part of our thinking that it's like, the good, and, and it is, that's part of the good news. It's just truncated down so much that you miss the life that you're supposed to live right now. And it's an everyday living kind of life. And you see that when you look at Jesus, we're going to see it in John 5, 19, where he only does what he sees the Father doing. He lives totally believing, totally nothing of his own initiative, but connected to the Father all the time. And it's just a, it's a powerful thought if we'll let it get in there. And I think that's what John's wanting to do. He wants us to believe and to, what if it's to believe and keep on believing and what if life is about eternal life that's broken in right now and it's something that we're to experience now and breaking into forever? Yeah, and so, so again, in John, you don't, the, the direction in the Gospels, it's not we're out of here going to heaven, it's heaven's coming here. And it, like new heavens, new earth, not uh, floating around the, like, uh, and with like harps and, and gassy stuff, but a new heavens and a new earth with glorified, resurrected bodies from the dead. So that's just, that's the thought I wanted to plant there. Today we're in John 5, and there's all kinds of things showing up in John chapter 5 from the prologue. We've been, so again, the last couple of weeks I've been saying, read the prologue, and then read these different sections. Read the prologue again, read these different sections, because John is laying something out in the prologue that is gonna get revealed over and over and over again in the gospel. Isn't that powerful? So today it's stuff like, uh, it's stuff like the word was God. In the beginning was the word, and the word was God. So we're gonna see that today. The word was God. The, The word he is life, and we're going to see that today. And he is light. We're going to see that today. He is light that shines in the darkness, and the darkness doesn't overcome it. We're going to see that. So, and we're going to see that he came to those who were his very own, but his own did not receive him. We're going to see that today. It's, it's all there. The word became flesh and tabernacled. He made his dwelling among us. We're going to see that today it's all right there that he crossed the bridge of our alienation separation and isolation 
and came into our darkness and came into our blindness and our paralyzed state, sickness, pain. And it's not hard to see that in the story that we're looking at today. And the challenge is for us to see Jesus and to believe in him. He cares for us. And to be, just to come out of the stuck places that we're in. Anybody in a stuck place? You don't have to raise your hand. In a stuck place. Maybe a habit. Something needs to change. And he wants to come in and, you know, get that thing turned over and get some light shining on that area of life. That's the challenge. And the challenge, again, in the end, I think, in this chapter, is for us not just to believe in Jesus, but to believe Jesus. To, to really believe him. Here's the main thing I'm saying, is that God cares for us and wants us to receive healing and to believe in Jesus and to believe Jesus all the time. What if? What if we, what if we believed him all the time? Just that, that seed. It's getting in my head, Lord. I want to believe in you all the time. I want to believe you all the time. So two parts here. We're going to read some scripture together. Uh, all of chapter five, not in one sitting or standing. Let's go ahead and stand. Lord, I need you. Help me this morning. Just help it to make sense. I just pull back the blinders. In the name of Jesus, the powerful name of Jesus, the power of the Holy Spirit, become a Holy Spirit. Yeah. Sometime later, Jesus went up to Jerusalem for one of the Jewish festivals. Now there is in Jerusalem near the Sheep Gate, a pool, which in Aramaic is called Bethesda, which is surrounded by five covered colonnades. And here a great number of disabled people used to lie, the blind, the lame, the paralyzed. And one who was there had been an invalid for 38 years. And when Jesus saw him lying there and learned that he had been in this condition for a long time, he asked him, do you want to get well? Sir, the invalid replied, I have no one to help me out into the pool when the water is stirred. And while I'm trying to get in, someone goes down ahead of me. And Jesus said to him, get up, pick up your mat and walk. At once the man was cured. He picked up his mat and walked. The day on which this took place was a Sabbath. And so the Jewish leader said to the man who had been healed, it is the Sabbath. The law forbids you to carry your mat. But he replied, the man who made me well said to me, pick up your mat and walk. So they asked him, who is this fellow who told you to pick, up, pick it up and walk? And the man who was healed had no idea who it was, for Jesus had slipped away into the crowd that was there. And later Jesus found him at the temple and said to him, see, you're well again. Stop sinning or something worse may happen to you. The man went away and told the Jewish leaders that it was Jesus who had made him well. This is the word of God, and we say, thanks be to God. Thanks be to God. Amen. Have a seat. Okay, wow. So Jesus sees this man, and he asks a question that we all need to hear today. 
do you want to get well? Yeah, just everybody needs to hear that. It, like on my page, I don't know if you can see, probably can't see this, but it's red. And it kind of sticks out from all the other black words around it. So it's red. Do you, like all these statements actually stand out on my page. Do you want to get well? Get up, take your mat and walk. Stop sinning. All those things just stand out there. Jesus is crossing the bridge into our darkness. That's what the incarnation is. The word became flesh. We're alienated, isolated in the bushes, hiding, and Jesus steps right on in and takes on humanity into our darkness so that he can reach whatever place you find yourself in this morning, whatever place of hiding, darkness, he's there. He's not caught off guard by it. He knows, and he wants to walk with you by the hand right out of darkness and into light. He wants to bring salvation into your house, into the fullness of your house. And it's such a process. We're all on a journey. You know, Jesus saved me. <laughs> Jesus is saving me. Jesus is going to save me. He's got me. And we, we believe. We keep on believing. That's, that's kind of how it works. You know, he sees the heart. He sees where we're at. And he has mercy. And he has compassion. Right? In all of that stuff. You know, he, he, it's beautiful. Kim was telling me she went with some of the college girls uh, yesterday, and Laura brought this word on emotional health, which uh, I don't, is Laura in the room today? Um, she's awesome. And uh, just, just incredible. And she'd done something like that with the staff a few weeks ago too, but just that is, that is such a good word. Anybody need some emotional health in this room? Or anybody need more than where you're at right now? Yeah, me too. Come on, Lord. Just, just keep us going. Don't let us stop. And, but the question then comes to us, do you want to get well? You know, every now and then I, I, I'll hear the Lord say something like that to me. And it's like, well, Lord. And he's not asking, just say, he, he, he knows but he wants, he wants us to know. He wants us to want to be well. You know, to not, well, I've been doing it this way for a long time. I've been in a habit for a long time. And, well, there's these other people, and they keep, they're, they're messing it up, or they're doing something. It's their fault, kind of. That's why I'm here in this space that I'm in right now. Does that sound familiar? And so the guy doesn't give a real clear answer. It's them, you know. But the Lord said, it's time. There's times when it's just time to get up. Get up. Don't stay there anymore. Get up now. Get up now. Take up your mat, this thing you've been lying on, and let's go. It's time. And, and even that last word, okay, now... I've done this thing in your life. Stop sinning. Stop walking away from me. Walk toward me. Walk with me. Turn. This way. Here we go. 
Walk with me. Come on. Walk with me. Walk with me. That's, the Lord's been saying that to me for the last year. Walk with me. I'm trying. But he wants more of something in me. Walk with me. Walk with me. Again, just, just hear the Lord. See him today. Just let's see the Lord. What part do we need to hear? Where do we need to get well? Where do we need to get up? Where do we need to turn? Stop sinning. That's the first part, is the healing. But then the second part is the response of Jesus to the Jewish leaders. Okay, this is not the Jewish people, just to be very clear here. It's the Jewish leaders. There's a difference, right? This is steeped in Jewish everything. The, the, the gospel, Jesus, is a part of this story. So it, we, it's, it's the leaders that are reacting to him. It's not the Jewish. I just want to be clear. Like we're a part of the Jewish story, right? Ourselves. And we've been grafted in. We've been included in Christ, Jew and Gentile together to make up this one worldwide family in the Messiah we believe that Jesus is the Messiah, the Son of God, and we have life in his name. So then in verse 16, so because Jesus was doing these things on the Sabbath, the Jewish leaders began to persecute him. And in his defense, Jesus said to them, my father's always at his work to this very day, and I too am working. For this reason, they tried all the more to kill him. Whoa, wow. Not only was he breaking the Sabbath, but he was even calling God his own father, making himself equal with God. And Jesus gave them this answer verily, very truly. That was King James, maybe. Um, very truly, I tell you, the son can do nothing by himself. He can only do what he sees the father doing, because whatever the father does, the son also does. For the father loves the son, and shows him all that he does. And yes, and he will show him even greater works than these so that you will be amazed. For just as the father raises the dead and gives life to them, even so the son gives life to whom he is pleased to give it. Just as the father, even so the son. Moreover, the father judges no one, but has entrusted all judgment to the son that all may honor the Son just as they honor the Father. Whoever does not honor the Son does not honor the Father who sent him. Very truly, I tell you, whoever hears my word and believes him who sent me has eternal life and will not be judged, but has crossed over from death to life. Very truly, I tell you, a time is coming and has now come when the dead will hear the voice of the Son of God. And those who hear will live. For as the Father has life in himself, so he has granted the Son also to have life in himself. And he has given him authority to judge because he is the Son of Man. Do not be amazed at this. For a time is coming when all who are in their graves will hear his voice and come out. Those who have done what is good will rise to live, and those who have done what is evil will rise to be condemned. By myself, I can do nothing. I judge only as I hear, and my judgment is just. For I seek not to please myself, but him who sent me. Okay, 
So to me, the reaction of the, the Jewish leaders doesn't, it's a disconnect. Like the guy's been healed. He's got his mat. He's walking. Uh, you, you shouldn't be carrying your mat. It's the Sabbath. You shouldn't be doing that. And so then when Jesus starts to explain, then they want to kill him. Like it's like going one direction and, and I've got some ideas. Maybe they feel like they're control is going to be taken away or something like that certainly they're reacting to who Jesus is claiming to be and what I want us to see here is that Jesus his response is bottom line truth of all truths like they're upset with him because he said my father's working and to this day and the Jews back then had come up with the they believed that God was working on the Sabbath. The world kept going. So God could do whatever God wants to do, right? They, they knew that. But now he's, he's making a bigger claim. And so they question him. They're going to kill him. They want to kill him. They're plotting. They're persecuting him. And his answer is beautiful. Like, and what I want us to get is his answer is bottom line truth of all truths who God is. It's, it's, I've just been deeply pondering, meditating in wonder at Jesus' answer. John 5, 19, you know, the son can do nothing by himself. I do nothing of my own initiative. I'm only doing always what I see the father doing. And now you're getting an insight into the heart of God himself. It kind of reminds me a little bit of John 17, like, Father, glorify your son. Glorify me with the glory I had before the creation of the world because you loved me. Like, he's unpacking the identity, the personhood of God, the triune God of grace, the relational God of love. And, and it's, it's submitted, it's a submitted kind of love that he's only doing exactly what he sees the Father doing, but then the Father is giving him everything. All authority, all judgment, all life, the power of life and death, the power to call the dead to life. It's like, whoa, this is like, they're, they're thinking one thing and he's going, no, I am absolute truth. The truth of all truths. There's so much the truth of all truths that we can't judge Jesus by anything other than Jesus. Just let that sink in a bit. You, we don't get to judge God by our interpretation or our system. He won't be judged by us. He is God. There is no greater revelation of who God is, not in my mind or yours or anywhere else in the world. It's God revealing God's self to us in the person, in the sending of the Son, in the sending of the Spirit. He is. I, I am that I am. And so there's no, if, if we could judge Jesus by some other means or method or system, that would make the means or method or system greater than Jesus. My mind is, is kind of blown that the Father is doing all that, is even so that the Son would say that so that everyone would honor the Son just as you honor the Father. It's beautiful. Uh, Jesus has crossed the bridge into the darkness of the, the paralytic. 
But he's also crossed the bridge into the darkness of the Pharisees and the Jewish leaders, right? He's, he's, he's in their darkness. He's right there with them. Lord, help us to not hold on to unbelief about you. You know, Jesus said in Matthew, he says, you know, when, when the light that you think you have is actually darkness, oh, how great is that darkness? That's a terrible obsession to think you know everything and aren't willing to change when, you're in, when you encounter Jesus. We're not there, and we see some things, but it's going to be an eternity of seeing more. And I think it, it should help us with humility, right? We're, we're in process. I'm in process. We're in process. Oh, we want to we wanna, we wanna hear. And that's why we humbly turn to Jesus. I was trying to say it last week. We humbly turn to Jesus again and again and again. Uh, wow. <laughs> Just... Um, Kim and I were trying to process this, and she goes, I think you just, I think you need to, you need to come out of the study. You've been, you've just been thinking about this too long. Your mind is, and it was true, you know, just, it's beautiful. And I'm, I'm trying, Lord, help me. And so that's where the testimony then starts being really important in the back part of this chapter. If I testify about myself, my testimony is not true. He's saying that for their benefit. That's what you would say. But there's another who testifies in my favor, and I know that his testimony about me is true. Just let the weight of that sink in. He knows. He knows that he knows that he knows that the Father has this testimony about him, and he's unmovable. I know who I am, where I come from, and where I'm going, he would say later. You've sent to John... And he's testified to the truth. Now that, uh, not that I accept human testimony. Okay, so there's going to be several different testimonies here. Things that are pointing to Jesus. One is John. Not that I accept human testimony, but I mention it so that you may be saved. John was a lamp that burned and gave light. And you chose to, for a time to enjoy his light. I have a testimony weightier than that of John for the works that the Father has given me to finish. The very works that I'm doing testify that the father has sent me so john so now the works verse 30, 37 and the father who has sent me himself has testified concerning me you have never heard his voice nor seen his form nor does his word dwell in you for you do not believe in the one he sent you study the scriptures diligently because you think that in them you will have eternal life but these are the very scriptures that testify about me. Yet you refuse to come to me to have life. I do not accept glory from human beings, but I know you. I know that you do not have the love of God in your hearts. I have come in my Father's name, and you do not accept me. But if someone else comes in his own name, you will accept him. How can you believe since you accept glory from one another, but do not accept the glory that comes from the only God? But do not think I will accuse you before the Father. Your accuser is Moses, on whom you have set your, hope, your hopes are set. 
If you believe Moses, then you would believe me, for he wrote about me, a prophet, coming just like me, after me. But since you do not believe what he wrote, how are you going to believe what I say? So they're in darkness, and there's these testimonies that are coming. John, the works, the Father, the scriptures. And again, Jesus is truth. There is no greater truth. And so sometimes people ask, why do you emphasize Jesus so much? What, you, you preach Jesus every single week, every single week. And, and we, we can't, what can we do without him? Amen. He's the light that's shining in our darkness. In, in the bush, hiding, he's, he's sh shining light. He's, he's bringing us out. How can we read this without the light of Jesus? You know, that's what he's saying there. You study the scriptures, but you refuse to come to me. It's about me. He is the light of the world. He is the word. He is what this is pointing to. This is not God. Jesus is God. Jesus is God. This, this is a witness pointing to Jesus, pointing to the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit in this great story of creation and fall and restoration and redemption and reconciliation in Jesus, this life that we're looking to as the culminating of the story is new heavens and new earth and raised from the dead and this creation that Jesus is bringing to life to with, with his own words. They can't hear because they're in darkness. God has come in the flesh, but they can't see. He's right there. He comes to that which is his own but his own doesn't receive him. And these next few chapters, I mean, it gets pretty intense. Just go, just keep reading. Read and reread and see if the Lord doesn't give you more light. Even as we're just looking at Jesus right now, they're evaluating him from a different system of thought, from a, their own standard, their own understanding of scripture, their own understanding of who God is supposed to be, their own understanding of who the Messiah is, and so just like Malachi prophesied, God's going to come suddenly to the temple, but are you going to be ready? He's going to come with a refiner's fire and judgment. Are you going to be ready? And Jesus does. And there he is standing there. God in the, God in the flesh is standing right in front of him, but I, I, can't, I can't hear you. You know, it's like, it's like, uh, I don't know, it's like the matrix or, you know, something like he's, showing the reality real reality this whole all of this is reality as it really is and it's a breakthrough you know it's like uh, uh that, that Tr truman show you know he's not in reality it's a i, I haven't seen it in years but it's like it's it's, it's fake and it, he's in a dome and he figures out i don't know how to get out or something like that or or that other show with uh it's about the 50s. We're talking about this, uh, the guy, he's locked up in a time capsule with his family and it's like the 50s and he comes out and it's the 90s. Okay, it's like the Matrix. I hesitate that, but it's like that. That first one's the only one I've seen. Um, but it's anointed. I mean, the, the, what they're saying, she saw the, the author, saw the kingdom. 
It's an illustration. Please no emails about, about that. Just, it's not in the notes. That's where I get in trouble. Sorry. But, but Jesus is standing there showing them reality. That's, that's the point I'm trying to make. He's like the way it really is. God really is. Foundational, foundational truth of way, the way God is, the way things are, the way life is. He's the way, the truth, the life. I am. That's who he is. And this is where we're called to believe. Believe Jesus as he is. Over and against our own thinking. And, and there's going to be a lot of repenting in life. And it's okay. And, and, but we, it's, we're repenting to Jesus. And you're, never, you're not going to get to the end of your life and go, I made too much of you. I thought about you too much. I tried to repent to your ways too much. I, I worshiped you too much. I glorified you too much. You will not do that. Nobody's going to do that. So keep believing. Let's keep believing in Jesus. Believe, keep on believing. Step by step, day by day. He says it in different ways. Abide in me. Walk in me. Live by my life. That's, that's what he's saying. It's the exchange life. I'm living totally in mutuality and connection and interconnection and interdependence with God. And that's what salvation really is, is us bringing, being brought into his relationship with his Father in the shared love and communion of the Holy Spirit. It's, wow. Whew. Okay, so what should we care about? If that's who Jesus is and that's what he cares about, what should we care about, right? That's the way we're doing it in this series. And so two things, and then we'll wrap this up. But the first one is to listen and respond. Listen and respond. So listen, hear, hear Jesus. Like, Lord, hear what he's saying. And, and if we just take our cues from this chapter for the sake of today, he's going to say all kinds of things. What I heard this morning was joy shine with joy. Maybe because I needed to smile more because this word's suddenly feeling heavy in this room. I, I, uh, shine with joy. Listen and believe. He wants us to hear him say, do you want to get well? Do you want to get well? Do, do you want to get well? And I don't, I don't know what the different things are. I mean, it could be as different as the people in the room, and yet it's, you're not on an island. The things that we walk through are common in our humanity. Guys, gals, a lot of the same struggles, habits, stuff that we struggle through. And where in life do we need to hear that question? Do you want to get well? Where in our lives? Where in our lives do we need to hear that question? Do you, do you want to get well? And what is our response? You know, with just, I just wrote down some things. Habits, it could be habits, do you want to get well? Relationships, do you want to get well? In my mind, in my emotions, in my heart, do you want to get well? In the stuck places of life. I'm just, I'm seeing that guy laying there 38 years. That's a stuck place. Where in the stuck place do we need to get well? Where is that place in our hearts, in our lives? Um, and, and I think the Lord wants us to get beyond the excuse. 
to move past, well, you know, they, 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 I can't get, you know, he wants us to move past that. And, and it's, you know, well, my, you know, my parents and they hadn't, you know, so I'm just stuck forever. Here I am. I can't, can't go forward, you know, and, and he wants, do you want to get well? Do you want to get well? Get up. It's time. You know, I, when I'm thinking about this, I always think of Moses and Pharaoh. Plague of the frogs, you know. Do you, do you want the frogs to leave? When do, you want, when do you want the frogs to leave? And Pharaoh's answer, you know it, tomorrow. I'll, I'll hang on to it for a little bit longer. You know, <laughs> I'm going to stay in this mess just a little bit longer. I'm just not quite ready to get out of this mess just yet. I lovingly challenge you, pray about it. Seek the Lord. Press into the Lord. Yeah, I just, I'm having a breakthrough right now on some stuff in my own personal life because I started praying about it. It was like the weirdest thing. I realized I'm not praying about a breakthrough in this. I'm just in it. You know, and and started praying and and keeping up, even just journaling, just keeping went it has to do with sleep and having a breakthrough. Just having a breakthrough. Like Lord, humbly, Lord, keep me in that place. I want to stay there. You know, I think you know, a big corporate area might be forgiveness. Like what would happen if we just heard the Lord saying, do you want to get well? Just in our, because we're all interconnected. We all affect each other. Jamie's doing good. It affects other people. Jamie's funky. It affects other people. And it's the same for you. Micah, he's doing good. It affects other people. Or when he's funky, it affects other people. And this Micah too. All the other Micahs in the room. You are powerful and influential because we're all interconnected we're one even in our distinction image of god right so what would happen do you want to get well in forgiveness it just brian was sharing on it do you want to get well then forgive pray bless thank you lord so there's that i'm almost done one more and what should we care about? So listen and respond. And the second piece then is believe Jesus and live. Believe in Jesus and believe Jesus and live. Believe the testimony of God about himself. And I've already preached this, but this is, it doesn't get better, bigger, bolder, clearer, weightier than Jesus Christ is the son of God. He, he has declared with and just start with the resurrection. If you don't know where else to start, start with the resurrection. But you can't do an apology, an apologetic that's going to convince you or make you believe any more than looking to the person of Jesus, the resurrected son declared with power through that resurrection to be the true king and Lord of the world. This is God saying, this is what I'm like. There's not a greater way that we can measure than looking to Jesus. Believing the witness and the testimony about him. I am the way and the truth and the life. 
and let's trust him now. Right now in this moment. Y'all stand up. Worship team, come on up. We've got a little time here. I'm just going to be in his presence together. I'm, I'm expectant right now. I think, and I know that it's because the Lord is moving. Worship, uh, prayer team, come on up if you would as well. Yeah, and I just like, what do you want me to do? I, I felt like the Lord was asking me that on the way in this morning too. Just what, what do you want? Like, Lord, I, I want to see people know you. Like, what do you really want? We want him. He's the treasure of all treasures. He's the Lord. So, uh, again, these are the questions. Do you want to get well? And if, you, if you're saying yes, then get somebody to pray with you. Is it time to get up? Then ask somebody to pray. It's, it's time. If you've been saying tomorrow for too long, then get somebody to pray with you. It's time. It's time right now. If you need to repent and stop sinning, then get somebody to pray with you. And just, man, let's, let's believe the Lord for a big breakthrough in our hearts. If it's just believe Jesus and trust in him, if that's for the first time, then give your life to the Lord. And if it's for the thousandth time, give your life to the Lord. Yeah, Lord, we love you. We trust you. And, and I'll just say to you guys, whatever, if you have any other struggle, man, don't, don't leave without getting somebody to pray for you. This is like stuff happens right now. In this next handful of minutes, stuff happens right now. There's breakthrough waiting to happen. Father, we love you. We trust you. Pour out your love in this room. Pour out your salvation in this room as we believe and receive life in the name of Jesus. Do you want to get well? Come and get prayer. Let's press in. We love you, Lord. We love you, Jesus.